I've been talking about a, a sermon that I started a couple of weeks ago. So we're on a series. You've got your Bibles, amen, and I'll, I'll have some scriptures coming up. And I want to go through it a little bit line by line because it's been recorded and a lot of people listen to us on the web and uh, we're having up to 50 hits on the sermons being heard uh, as far away as Barcelona and America. I don't know who these people are, but uh, it's awesome. And... Um, and uh, it's fantastic. So we've got to make sense. Uh, I want to try and make sense this morning. The message is called Learning the Art of Conversation with God. And we're talking about praying to God. Uh, we're talking about getting to know God through prayer. Who's interested in that this morning? Amen. Because you can come to great church service and this was fantastic. That drama, I was nearly brought undone, Luke. You, you're probably like me. I was just sucking it up. You know, just getting It's on tonight. Oh yeah, they got to they bring a friend. But I want that video to be put on our Facebook. Al Haj Aruba will will see Brett Ward, our volunteer of the month, and we'll, we'll make him earn his volunteer of the month. He he will put it on Facebook. He will put it on Facebook on our. By the way, C3 Tugra has a Facebook page. Is that right, Pauline? Is that right? And you are doing a magnificent job, sis. Give it up for Pauline. Fantastic. Fantastic. And we will put that, I want that uploaded. Is that all right? No, no, does everyone uh, concede or concede to that, that they're being filmed and, uh, and uh, pardon? I'll object now or forever hold your peace. Yeah, yeah. Learning the art of conversation with God. And I, I just want to give a little preview of, um, of the first message and then it will bring us into the second message which is really about when the first message I talked about how God prompts you, how really God is prompting you all the time to pray, not so much you sorting God out and having to find God and say, hey God, I want to have a talk to you, I want to pray to you. It's really about God really prodding you and stirring you in your spirit and you having to find time to pray to God. Are you with me this morning? And, and so it's a little bit like that, that God has really sought you out, He got you saved, and he's even sought, you didn't get clever and say, oh, Jesus is Lord, now I'm saved. No, he really sought you out, then you triggered, then you came across the gospel, then you gave your life to the Lord. He's, he's, he's hounding this planet. He's hounding our friends, our workmates, our, 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 uh, the, the people that are lost to drugs and, and to all that other stuff that was portrayed here. God is hounding them by the Holy Spirit who is on the planet. Who believes the Holy Spirit is on the planet? He said, Jesus said, I'm going, but I'm leaving behind. That's why Jesse Duplantis said, uh, or Duplantis said, um, he said when he went to heaven, had a full-blown vision of going to heaven. Who's heard of that testimony? Awesome, goes to heaven. And, and then he says to Paul, the Apostle Paul, because Paul's, who knows, who knows Apostle Paul's in heaven? He made it, by the way. He's in, he's in heaven. He's been shown around. This is a full-blown vision. This is an amazing story. I shouldn't even go there. But he, he says... He says, he says, well, where's the Holy Spirit? He says, are you kidding? Where's the Holy Spirit? Well, the Holy Spirit's on the earth. And, and the Holy Spirit, Miles Munro wrote a great book, wrote a great book called The Most um, Important Person on the Planet, which is the Holy Spirit. And that's why the Holy Spirit's here now. During that, uh, just that after, uh, you know, thought and, and the pondering after the, the, the communion we had, you could feel the Holy Spirit just consolidating all that great stuff that God and that Jesus, the Holy Spirit, 
is helping us understand. So we said that we asked the question, what if praying were like talking with a friend? And, uh, and prayer can be very much like that. It can be very much like just... Because we, we've been to some prayer meetings and we, we do a lot of grandstanding. <laughs> grandstand. We do a lot of barnstorming or, or we do a lot of declaring and God this and God that. We really take it. It's a lot of declaring really a public prayer meeting. But your personal prayer life is, is very much different. It's a bit more conversational. It's a little bit to and fro. You say, hey God, man, I've got this going down. You know, can you help me? Can, you know, and so just to highlight that, uh, that picture of, of prayer. And it is approach to prayer. It's actually a very deliberate approach. And the, so after you've been stirred in your spirit, the second, second uh, segment or the second dimension of going into this real profound place in prayer is praise. Praising God and just glorifying Him and really uh, telling Him what you think about Him, not what He's done, but what He is to you. And, and so, you ready for this? So, I'll just give you a couple of points. There are many dimensions to prayer. Uh, it seems God begins the conversation. The conversation deepens, then wisdom and understanding, guidance follows, the empowerment comes. We want that. Who wants to be empowered? Amen. You can begin to enjoy the give and take conversation with God as part of everyday life. You'll experience the truth that he is always available. And these are some of the things that I said in the first sermon, but it's good to hear again. So you never need to feel alone or isolated and you, you find prayer to be more refreshing, more profound, more meaningful than ever you imagined possible. And, uh, and we should be amazed when God, the God of the universe, prompts us to pray. We should be absolutely blown out and, and, of course, respond. But the scripture that I want to put up, Jeremiah 9.23, this is what the Lord says, let not the wise man boast of his wisdom. So, the worldly people, people who don't know God, don't acknowledge God, um, and, and they might have a propensity to boast on these three things. Let not the wise man boast of his wisdom or the strong man boast of his strength or the rich man boast of his riches. Talked about um, Lance Armstrong. He's realising he's never going to win the Tour de France again. Uh, I think that was last week. Uh, the, the most amazing athlete the planet's ever witnessed and he's realising at 38 years of age he ain't going to win that Tour de France again and, 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 he, and, he's, and he's gone public with it and that's a huge day. Don't boast of your strength, don't boast of your riches but Jeremiah 9.24 says, God is speaking through Jeremiah by the way and the word says, but let him who boasts boast about this that he understands and knows me. Say this, that he understands and knows me. This is God saying, let him boast about this, that he knows me and understands me. In what dimensions? How should we know you? That I am the Lord who exercises kindness. God's a kind God. He's a good God who believes that. And justice. God wishes no one perishes. God wishes no one be sick. No one wishes anyone be poverty stricken. Do you know what I mean? Or diseased. No one wish. God wishes no one to be, to be under oppression, depression or under a curse. Who's, who's with us on that one? God is a deliverer. And the next thing is about righteousness. 
on earth, for in these I delight. And I said this, and it's a powerful statement, the supreme glory of our life is to understand and know God. The more we know God, the more we praise Him, and the more we praise Him, the more we know Him. Fantastic worship this morning, guys. Uh, That was so fantastic, so needed. But some people do have a problem of praising God for any length of time because sometimes they just run out of adjectives. They just run out, well, God, you're awesome, you're, you're, you're faithful, you're, you're long-suffering, you're generous, you're... Uh, oh God, can we move on now? Anyway, God, I've got some needs I need met, you know? I mean, you know, and, and we try and quick track and, and sometimes we lose people through praise and worship. Sometimes we lose people and say, look, I just... I just can't do this, man. It's just, I, I just don't know this person you're talking about that much. I, I can't give him that much. Uh, you know, give, give, me the next, give me the next part here of, of the service. We give thanks, we glorify God for what he has done. When we praise him, we glorify him for what he is himself. So when we praise him, it's not for what he's done. Oh, thank God. Thank God I've got a new car this week. Did someone get a new car? Am I getting hot? Am I getting hotter? Am I getting hotter? Am I getting hot? Am I getting hotter? You got a new car? What, a new, new car? Yeah, but it's new to you, praise God. You had no car. Well, that's a good car. That's a new car in my book. But this guy gets a new car this week. Get out of here. Now, he's praising God for what God did for him. That's great. That's called Thanksgiving, by the way. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you for what you've done. Somehow, I was able to secure a new car. A new car. That's a great day. But praise is this. Praise is for who God is. Are you with me? It's the nature of God, the attributes of God. The praise is God. You're you're awesome. God, you're so faithful. God, you're long-suffering. God, you're, you're gracious. You're... So it's a bit like that. Let's go to Psalm 9, verse 1. The depth of our praise measures the quality of our relationship with Him. That's why I like to go to the Psalms. Psalms is like a, a, bed, it's like a bedrock, a volcanic <laughs> foundation of, of... It's just a ready-to-explode praise. Yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a, lot, a lot of anguish in there in the, in the, in the Psalms. A lot of anguish, a lot of, lot of, you know, God, I've had enough. You know, David crying out, just, God, my enemies, there are, you know, but underneath it, you, you can just tell at any moment, praise is going to spring out of those. And I love to get my guitar, guitar, and, and go to the Psalms and just bang those Psalms out. You ask Jules. I uh, just, because you, you lose... Even a preacher man loses his vocabulary, loses his expression to be able to praise God that profoundly. You lose, you just run out of words. You run out of, you know, and, you, you know, and, and then when you go to the scripture, the word of God, and then you can sing or you dance. I don't know how you do this, but I like to get my guitar uh, Jamie likes to get on the piano. We know that. And we've got this piano. It's extra loud. goes through the house. Why did we buy a, a piano that was designed for an auditorium for a house? Tell me. I don't know. But I like to get my guitar and I like to bang out the praise songs 
of, uh, of the Psalms. Who's a bit like that? Who does that? Who does that? And, 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 and it's fantastic. It opens you up and it, and it expands you on the inside because now you're using the language and the expression of the Word of God which actually is expanding on you on the inside to receive more of God and to worship and praise God. So the Psalm 9 one says, I will praise you, O Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonders. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praise to you, O Most High God. Is that coming up there? Is that cool? Psalm 63. Thanks, guys. Thanks for putting those scriptures together. Psalm 63, verse 3. Because your love is better than life. Because your love is better than life. Better than a new car, Daniel. Better than whatever. Because your love for me is better than life. Oh, you saved me, God. Man, I was rich, wretched. I was, not Richard, I was wretched. Richard's out there. There, there he is. <laughs> Richard, Richard's there. Lord, I was wretched. I was in a pit. I was, I was done for, man. I was, I, was, ah, I was good for nothing. But you saved me. By your great love for me, you saved me. I will praise you. You've got to shake yourself awake sometimes to say, thank God for our salvation. I will praise him. We can't have that many, we can't string that many dull days together without praising him. My God, I mean, that's a, that's a crime. That's a heinous crime, a sin. I mean, we can have an hour, a day maybe. All right, you can have a day of, of having a bummer, of being depressed, whatever. But after that, you've got to arrest yourself and say, no, I'm saved. Praise him. Come on. And that's what these Psalms are about. Psalm 63, verse 3, Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live. I think it helps, guys. I'd really like to say right there, it's good to verbalize your, your, your appreciation, your praise of God. It's good to verbalize it. Find some way. If, if you have to take an extended shower, what, I don't know how you're going to do this. Wherever you pray, do, do, help me, do, do people sing in the shower here? Do, do, does that help some people sing? And uh, I mean, it's a great thing to do. I remember I got caught, caught up in this fancy hotel in Brisbane and I was just so relieved to be away and I hit the shower. It was a beautiful, lush hotel and I hit this shower. I knew it was soundproof and I just let it rip, man. I go, whoa, praise you, God. Showers cascading over me, marble floors and I'm just worshipping, just bang, bang, bang. You all right in there? I've never, because I'm a three-minute shower. Shower and, uh, and I've been there for 15 minutes, man. I'm in the spirit now, just, just worshipping him and the waters. Oh. And oh, because you know the words start to flow. It's like a songwriter. The words, these are not my words. This is, I can praise you, God. You're listening to this, by the way. It's like eventually, you know, being romantic husbands to your wife. You know, go, I can do this. I'm actually, I've got the flowers going, I've got the words going, I've got the eyes going. Look, this is really happening, man. Why, why don't I do it more? I don't know why I don't do it more. It's just think something about men, I think. But whatever is your thing to praise God, find it. Amen? Whatever it is. Coming to church, you should be able to find your praise. If you have to buy a new car, buy a new car. I don't know what it is. True praise is difficult. For many people, profound and prolonged praise is very difficult. They don't know God all that well personally. They quickly move through the praise to telling God of their needs. There's also a deeper reason. Praise is the antidote for pride. 
and pride does not give up easily. When we praise God, we admit he is Lord of all. But remember what God said through Jeremiah. Do you remember that scripture at the start, which is a foundational scripture of what I've been talking about? Uh, Jeremiah, but let him glory in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord exercising loving kindness, judgment, righteousness on the earth. So there's a huge connotation in that Jeremiah scripture. It's saying, if you know me, you will actually, man- if, you, if we know God, I mean, if you know God, I mean, if we know God, I mean, if you, if you all know God, you are able to actually manifest and express kindness. This is what the scripture says. Exercises kindness, justice, meaning that you'll be able to ex- ex- execute justice, meaning you'll be able to say, hey, your rights are, you should be happy. Why aren't you happy? Yeah, that's what justice is. No, no, you shouldn't be lonely. No, that's not right. Why? Because you know God. You, 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 see, you see, when you know God, you know what's good and bad. When you know, and someone comes across your path and they say to you, oh man, look, gee, where's, what a week, this has happened. Well, that ain't right. That's not justice. And, and, and God is the justifier. That's why he went to the cross. Jesus went to the cross to justify and to justify us and cause us to be justified by faith. Amen? So, so it's a little bit about knowing God and being, oh, that's what an intercessor is. An intercessor is someone who's personally acquainted with God and says, no, that ain't right. Man, oh, that ain't right. And they start to groan and cry out and, you know, do you know any of those people? We, we don't have those sort of people anymore. Or do we? They're closet groaners. They're closet, they're closet intercessors. We used to have them. They were on the front row. and Oh, God. Crying out for Wyong, crying out for the church, crying out for the city. Crying, oh. But we tend to be a bit sensible these days and just go, oh, <laughs> oh, I'm really sad. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the poor pastors. <laughs> <No>. God <laughs> desires an intimate personal relationship with us. Praise surges from our hearts for what he is to us in that relationship quite apart from what he provides. We said that, that it's not about how God provides for us. And you can even understand on a human level that, you know, we don't, just be, I hope Julie doesn't love me just because of what I do, but because of who I am. Just because of who I am. But she'd like to me be to do too. It's about doing, you know, because women need men not to be passive, but to be exuberant uh, in their love for their spouses and for their God especially. So it's, it's you know Julie Julie just loves me even when I'm asleep, even when I'm just having a meal, even in the morning when I don't like to talk to people. She just loves me when I'm reading my book, when I'm doing nothing, and that's a bit like us praising God for who He is, not for what He. God, man, where have you been this week, man? You, you, you know what I've been going through, man. I've had a hard time. The teachers are picking on me. They're even in the church right now. Uh, <laughs> I can't get away from it. <laughs> the true in God. True in God. Oh gee whiz, there's so much here. Gee whiz. Praising God. It's really about the Holy Spirit stirring us up to praise God. It's really about the Holy Spirit. We can't really pr- praise God. I've got to crunch some stuff. 
Um, we really can't praise him for all his worth by ourselves, by ourselves. My two years, two year olds used to say, "I can do it by myself." So I tend sometimes like to use that word by myself. I can praise him by myself. Probably not, not a whole lot, not completely, not absolutely completely, but. We do start off in the flesh sometimes and then we get in the spirit and then we're logged on and, and it's like, woo, it's like, here we come. We're in there. You can, you can be in a meeting. Like when you first come to a meeting, you go, oh, gee whiz, this is... You know, like, but when you, when you by faith stand in the meeting and you present yourself and you push collectively into that place of praise in God, it's then all heaven breaks loose. Or heaven, and you just go, wow. Man, I've been in the biggest churches, C3, the biggest conference, and I'm thinking, boy, it's a bit flat here at the moment. And, but then after a minute, even two minutes, maybe the next song, then God just showers us and we get that divine connection. But it's the Holy Spirit in us uh, exalting Jesus. It's the mediator even of Jesus in us worshipping God. And I want to say that it's, it's about God, it's about the Father God. And if Jesus is in us, Jesus is trying at the same time to glorify God. And then the Holy Spirit's there, right there. He is exalting God also. And it's like this divine love circle. Holy Spirit exalting Jesus, Jesus glorifying God. God bless, honouring His Son, blessing His Son, Son uh, honouring the Holy Spirit, uh, blessing the Holy Spirit, and, and, and then Jesus. And it's just like this. And when we get into that place, when we get into that place where God in us, Jesus in us, and the Holy Spirit around us is collectively, we're just, we, it's like getting on a man, a roller coaster. It's like, whoa! And then you've got to pull the meeting up. you literally got to pull the meeting up. I mean, in the old days, we would worship God for an hour because we, we were just so enthralled with God in the days of revival. We would just say, this is it, man. We're here. We're in the, we're in the place of, of kings. We're, we're in this place, this divine place of really worshipping and praising God. And man, when you get into that place, you don't want to leave that place. But you can have that in church definitely, but you can have it at home. You can get, you've got to start, it's like talking in tongues. At first you don't feel like, you know, it's happening. Paul, the Apostle Paul, talks about speaking in tongues, that it edifies you. So for those who are not used to speaking in tongues, this is what the Apostle Paul talks about. He talks about this speaking in tongues, but sometimes it doesn't, you know, in the natural mind, because you're in the flesh maybe, you just don't feel like it's making a lot of sense or it might be embarrassing or, and you start off speaking in tongues anyway by faith and you start and eventually you get your connection in the Holy Spirit with your speaking in tongues and then it becomes influenced, inspired because who knows it's good to do life inspired. Inspired prayer. Inspired exercising. Who likes just getting on those bikes and just go? 
Or he likes getting on the bike and they've got a book, they've got some music and they're just... And they just... Some people love that. I hate exercise bikes. I just get out there on the track and run and walk. But, but you know, it's about being inspired to work. It's do your, do your job. It's being inspired to love your wife. Who knows when their husband's not inspired? Who knows when their wife's... In, and I won't say any more about that. Who knows? <laughs> you know... Hey, hang on, hang on. We're not going. We're, hey, hey, this has not become religious for you, like a routine. Who, who likes who likes to be inspired to come to church? Who likes to be inspired to come to church? Or who's going? Gotta go to church. Gotta get my Bible, get my tithe. Oh, oh man, what's going to happen in church? Wow, gee whiz, the heaven's going to be open. Is God going to be there? Who's going to be healed? How many people are going to be saved? Wow, boy, can't wait. Yeah. TJ's on work. Ben's on guitar. Wow, gee. Luke and Candy show. Oh, man. Gee, where's people going to be blessed today? Well, you know, it's about being inspired in life. And the only way I know how to praise God is to be inspired by God in me, the Holy Spirit in me. The Bible says there will come a time when people worship in spirit and truth. Who's the truth? I'm the way. The life, the truth. Did I say that wrong way? I don't know. I'm the way. What is it? The way, the truth, the life. Who's the truth? There will come a day on this side of the cross when people will worship the Father and glorify Him in spirit, the Holy Spirit, and truth. Jesus is the truth. Who believes that? And that's how we praise and worship God. And those people, the Bible says, God is looking for. And he sees C3 Tugra. And he says, wow, these guys are awesome this morning. I love that communion message. Wow. Yeah, I love these people. They're worshipping. Kind of that music. God bless you. Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I'm nearly done. This is a two-part message. It must be. John 14, verse 9, Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip? Even I have been amazed. You're such a long time. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show me the Father? So some of us don't know God the Father. But the Bible says if you see Jesus and understand what he did, he was in a complete fear expression and uh, I guess an example, not an example, but he was a complete representation, a complete representation of who God the Father is. And I'm talking about getting to know God the Father. What's he like? Is he at a distance? Not really. He's here right now. Jesus, you're so close by your spirit. 2 Corinthians 13, 14. Sorry guys, I'm pushing through for you. 2 Corinthians 13, 14. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ... So hang on. Is that there? This is powerful. This is, this is worshipping the true in God. This is about worshipping the true in God. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father... And the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Say it again. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ 
there's, there's the second person of the Trinity, Christ, and the love of God. There's the first person, God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. And it's in that glory circle of them deferring to each other and, 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 and edifying, but, 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 you know, glorifying each other. It's when we can get into that place, then all of a sudden, things become awfully spectacular. Ephesians 3.21, to him, Father, be glory in the church and in or I'd like to say by Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. And I'll say that one again. Ephesians 3.21. It's very crucial to appreciate the dynamic of true worship as this is realized through the true and God. To Him, Father. To Him. Who's that? That's Father God. Be glory in the church and in, that is by Christ Jesus through all generations. So, Christ Jesus is glorifying the Father. And if Christ Jesus be in you, He is desperately trying to glorify God. Is that true? Desperately trying to stir you up in the Holy Spirit to praise God, to communi- communicate with God, to worship God. Let's all stand. God bless you. How do we start praising God? How do we do it? Let, let, let's just practice this for a little little moment. We need to yield. Just just close your eyes just for a moment. How do we start praising God? We need to yield our bodies and allow Jesus within us to begin to glorify God. We need to just just say to God. God, thank you. I worship you. I praise you. I love you. I bless you all the days of my life. I praise you. I love you. Just say this after me. I praise you, Lord.